Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues Session 3 of the four-part Guidelines for a Happy Home series. This series was taught at the Church on the Rock in Berea, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick finished reading his text taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 through chapter 5, verse 2, and then gave us a definition of the word atmosphere. Then he recited a poem that explains love and taught us the three elements of love. Finally, he took us to John chapter 15, where Jesus teaches us about love, which centers around relationships. On this broadcast, Brother Rick brings us five things we need to know about love, and then takes us to Ephesians chapter 5 to teach us about submission. After defining the word submission, he brings us the first of five things we need to know about it, which centers around roles. And now, here's Brother Rick. Glad you got it for me, but if you can get it to me, I can spend it. (laughs) And some people think they're loving, yet they don't have a relationship with anyone. You're not really loving if they're not getting it. Amen. And so here's some of the things that we got to understand. Love, number one, verse 16, is a choice. He said, you've not chosen me. I have chosen you. Love's not a feeling. It's not indigestion, even though I shared a little poem. It's more than what you feel, more than what you can express. It is a choice you make. And how many of you know if you go by feelings alone, you won't stay committed to anybody very long? Because you're going to have changes in the way you feel. My Lord, on a daily basis, sometimes on an hourly basis. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Your feelings can fluctuate. And same with Christ. You can't build your relationship on your feelings. Boy, I tell you, since I got saved, I feel. Well, that's wonderful. How many has woke up and you ain't felt saved? I've woke up when I felt possessed. Amen. If I went by feelings, (laughs) I'd have quit. Lots of times. So the first thing you need to understand is love is a choice. Get away from my idea that it's just a feeling. Now, it is fully expressed through our obedience. In other words, love is expressed by our actions, not by our feelings. If you keep my commandments, Jesus said, then you abide in my love. In other words, you can't say I love you and then act any other way you want to. Love requires me to act in Alliance with what I'm speaking, with what I'm feeling, with all the things that's supposed to be invisible, but I have to carry it out through my actions. Here's the next thing, verse 11. Love is the only avenue to continual joy. If you love, he said, you'll have my joy in you. If you'll obey, you'll have my joy in you, and your joy will be full. You want a joyful life? You have to keep doing what you know to do. You can't let down on it. It's an everyday job. It's something you got to work at. It's something you got to continually invest in. If you ever stop, then it'll go the other way, just like it was going that way. So it's very important. He said, love is the avenue to continual joy. Now, here's another thing in verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friend. 
Love has to be more than just a relationship between a man and a woman. It has to eventually come to a friendship stage. Every relationship comes to a friendship stage. Even your relationship with Jesus. He said, I don't call you any more servants. I call you my friend. And boy, I can tell you that when we first married, I had all kinds of things. But I can tell you now, 34 years later, the best friend I've got is working with me back here. I can tell you with my children that they started out through obedience, but now they've come to a place of honor, and now they're my best friends. It comes to a place of friendship, and we got to know that we like the person we love. <laughs> Amen? And you become friends with him. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying there's an element in this love of friendship. And a friendship, whether you're willing to lay down your life for them. Jesus is the example here. These things I command you, that you love one another. Can I tell you something? God never gives you an out from loving human beings. I don't care what they do to you. You have to keep loving them. That's why I'm telling you it's a choice. Because if it was a feeling, there's a lot of people I would have killed and told Jesus they died. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> How many of you would like to send a few home to see him right now? See, you can't ever quit loving people. And the Lord recently spoke to me in a time of consecration with him. Here's what he said to me. There will be a day that those that have put you in a pit and laughed at you will come to eat the corn of your increase. And you're going to have to love them enough to invite them to your table. Wow. <laughs> That's tough. Amen. It's tough. How I many of you know we make bonehead mistakes? And sometimes we're going to come back and say, oh, I regret what I did. I regret what I did. And don't you know that he's forgiven you like that? Boy, sometimes, you know, when I get fed up with somebody, I remember this guy, he, he had a cocaine habit and he gave his life to the Lord. And he come to me and said, God told me to follow you. I thought maybe he's still high because I was young in the Lord at the time. I thought to myself, but you don't need to follow me. I don't even know where I'm going myself. He said, no, the Lord told me to follow you. And I said, okay, listen, if you ever need me, just call me. How many of you know that's a Christian way of saying I'll see you later? You don't really mean for the guy to call you. Did you know he seemed to struggle about 2 to 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? I don't know why he didn't struggle in the daytime. He struggled when I was trying to sleep. And he called me and said, you said, if I ever need you, call you. I'm thinking, you didn't take me serious on that, did you? <laughs> now, the first time I was pretty much spiritual. It's hard for me to be spiritual at night. I'm just going to tell you. I get spiritual after lunch. <laughs> And I told him everything lovingly and kindly as I could. And I made a mistake because when I hung up, I said the same thing. If you ever need me now, call me. A couple of days later, he called me again. I think it's three in the morning. This time I'm thinking tough love. He needs tough love. <laughs> Why? Because I'm getting sick of this. So I told him everything again, but with a little umph. You know what I'm saying? And I got off the phone and I couldn't go back to sleep. If I ever wake up in the middle of the night, I'm done. And I just sat there, and I was just so frustrated I could have pinched his head off. And I said, Lord, I about had it with this guy. And the Lord spoke to me just as gentle, and he said, oh, I see. Listen to him, minister to him twice, and then cut him off. I thought, 
Are we still talking about him? Because <laughs> if we're talking about me, no, no, listen, I need you to be continually patient with me. And he's needing us to be continually patient with those that need our love. You can't stop loving another human being. I don't care what they've done. You got to pray through and get over it and forgive them and go on. How many say amen? Let's go to the next one. Jesus himself is a standard by which that love is measured. Well, that's what makes it tough. <laughs> you know, if we're measured against one another, sometimes we come out ahead. But how many of you know measured against Christ, you're always going to come out short? That's why Paul said all have sinned and come short. He could have put way short <laughs> of the glory of God. <laughs> we can't get there. God's grace is so magnificent. I heard it illustrated this way. There's an island off of the California coast called Catalina Island. It's 28 miles to Catalina Island. And, you know, we, we judge ourselves by how much grace we got. It's like running down the pier and jumping. You know, Carl Lewis can run down that pier and jump 20-some feet. But how many of you know he can't jump 28 miles? I just run off the edge of the pier. I ain't got no jump. My vertical jump. Can't get a jump rope through there. So anyway, how many understand that even though I jump a little towards Catalina and old Carl Lewis can jump nearly 30 feet, we still way short of Catalina. No matter how much works you got, you're way short of the grace that's been given to you freely. You're way short. Look at your neighbor and say, way short. Yeah, way short. Let me give you this other thing. Love can only be discerned. By the fruit that's displayed on the vine. How can you know you love somebody? Well, what's the fruit say? If it's an apple tree, apples is the evidence. If you love, fruit is the evidence of that. It'll show up. Now, fruit has to do with, or love has to do with relationship. Everybody say relationship. Now, here's the second thing I want to talk to you about. Because submission has to do with your role. Webster starts defining submission. Can we go there? He said to defer to the authority of another. But you know in the Greek it's a whole different word than that. Because see our problem is we don't want people just bossing us around. Especially people we don't think really loves us. So it's hard to submit to somebody you really don't think loves you. You might know what I'm talking about? Sure. Now here's the thing. Did you know the word submission in the Greek actually means to come up under another to support them in an area where they are weak. Did you know instead of submitting, somebody submitting to us, making us proud, it ought to humble us because we got to realize we are weak in order to let someone else strengthen what is weak in our life by submitting to us. Boy, ain't we got this backwards? Because we have took Webster's Dictionary and we said, hey, I'm a man in authority and these are submitted to me. But yet, when Jesus approaches the centurion, he is taken back because the centurion says, I'm a man under authority, not a man in authority. He realized that every one of us needs support. Here's some things I've come to realize. All of us are ignorant. It's just in different ways. Now, some of you may be just brilliant one way, but you're stupid in another. You ain't brilliant in everything. Amen? <laughs> you may be sharp in one thing, but you're dull in several others. And that's why submission is needed, that we can come up under and strengthen the areas where you're dull, the areas where you're weak, the areas where you need strength. Now, let's look in Ephesians chapter 5. 
in verse 21. I think it may say 621, but it's 520. It don't say nothing. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Just check and see what it says. Now, Ephesians 521, we better back up and read 520. Now, I'm backing up a lot today, ain't I? Look at this, because everybody knows 521. That's why it come right out. No, it's 521. I'm right. It's 522. All husbands know. 521. Submit yourself to one another. <laughs> what does it say? Wow. Boy, we miss that, don't we? We submit to one another, but there's no fear. There's no reverence. There's no understanding. We're weak. That's why he said submit to one another, because all of us have these areas of weakness in our life. Submit to one another. Come under for the purpose of strengthening, to support, to shore up that which is lacking. Now, here's the first thing you got to understand about submission. Submission is multidirectional. Verse 20, we got to submit to one another. Submission is not head down. It's every direction. How many understand you're going to have to submit to your children sometime? They're going to come in and say, cut off the TV. I need to talk to you about something. And you can go into that. I'm the king of my castle. Bless God, I cut off the TV. You can go into that all you want to. But that's why you're going to have to submit. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.